Our guest today is Wen Su, who came to the U.S. by herself, on her own, not knowing anyone when she was young. And after going to school, she started a career as an engineer. And then after 15 years as an engineering leader, Wen found herself feeling very constrained in her career and felt deflated from her voice not being heard as an immigrant leader. She made a huge career pivot to help other first and second generation immigrant female leaders be authentic and energetic. She offers customized programs around mindset shifts and energy to enhance clarity and unlocking true potential. She's a strategic thinker. She's so very kind. She's empathetic and she's so genuine. She's a delight to talk to. Awesome. We are so excited to have Wynn with us today, and she has quite the unique background, and I'm very excited because I think a lot of people can relate, but comes from engineering leader to coaching and helping first and second generation female leaders build the life that they want and desire, but figuring out what that looks like. So we are so excited to have you on as a guest and we can't hit, wait to hear your story. Like, how do you go from engineering leader, like software engineering, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. To coaching. So I'm mesmerized because yeah. I work with software engineers all the time. Mm. So with no further ado, tell us how, how, how do you <laughs> become a founder? Like, tell us your story. Yeah, thank you for having me, Brooke. It's such a pleasure. Yeah. So my story is an interesting one. Like I'm a very goal-driven person and I set goal and I have plans to reach them. Yet like my life is full of surprises. It's just like <laughs> how life never go according to plan. And so my story started in Taiwan. I was the first in my family to go to university and for for some reason, I just decided to study abroad here in the U.S. I found a job and started working in the corporate America. I got into a leadership role. And in the end, of course, I have my own coaching business now. And it is important because each surprises and transition, it actually brought up very different set of struggles and learning for me, especially as an immigrant woman entrepreneurs. So it has its own layers of challenges and kind of also how I overcame it. And like you mentioned, like the biggest one, of course, is the cultural sp specific playbook that I grew up with, right? right. I think right. many people can resonate with that, like be quiet, don't question authority, behave the same, work hard and keep my head down. Right. So right. when I started here in the U S I was just having difficulty wrap my head around, oh my God, like, how do I thrive here? Because the cultural is so, so different. Right. So after like many years of like school and then get, got into company, I started to learn kind of like you call like the American way of doing things, right? Like be assertive. Don't show too much of, of your emotion or empathy, especially as a woman that can be seen as weak, right? And I learned to raise my hand. I learned to ask for and fight for like what I deserve. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that change, like I got rewarded again and, and again, which was great, but I found myself getting more and more unhappy because in that process, I actually lost a part of me. 
Yeah. And I didn't really feel safe to be able to like show up hungry in the corporate world. So、mm. I have a couple of questions. Yes. And just to give our listeners a little bit of context. So prior to us getting on here, I was talking to Win about it's hard enough for an immigrant to to navigate American life. And then it's hard enough to navigate through corporate America as a female engineer. And then you put the combination together, and you've got a lot of things to get sorted. And、yeah. I was saying that even as an American, I'm—we're all still trying to figure it out, right? We're all still trying、yeah. to figure out our way and how it works and what the right path is and whatnot. However, so that's a little context of what she's talking about,、mm. but. Did you work at like large companies, or did you work at startup companies or mid-market companies when you were in engineering? Great question. I mostly work in like small company, about two hundred size. Okay. Okay.、Yeah. So, did you feel like I'm curious? Did you feel like you didn't have a voice, or that it's just the way of business、mm. here that you? Kept your head down. You raised your hand when you needed to. You were kind of contained to be、mm. who you actually are. Do you think it was the culture of the company, or in your mind, do you think that's the American way, the size、mm. of the company? What do you think contributes to that? Yeah, great question. I think it, it, it's actually both. One is my own personality, right? I'm an introvert. I'm quiet in my corner and enjoy like doing things, computers. That's why I got into engineering. But at the same time, like I was challenged by a manager of mine because he saw that I have potential to really be a great leader, while I didn't even like believe in myself. And at that time, as I started to kind of climb the corporate ladder. Yeah. A lot of feedback that I got from my manager, and actually the past few managers, is that you know you're doing great technically, but you need to speak up more, or、oh. you need to be more assertive, right? And when there are things require you to do, for example, like underperformers in the team cannot show too much empathy, and you need to act like you have everything. Cover although the thing is on fire, so I gradually kind of like learning what it looked like, what the behavior actually looked like as a leader, kind of intact and yeah, I think that to me is a gradual transition. And the other thing is as I ask for what I want, oftentimes I feel that for women, I think a lot of things that we do in the corporate world can be seen as like soft. Like we like to build relationship, we care about people, so we do a lot of this kind of like filler work, and、mm-hmm. oftentimes you're even expected to do it,、mm-hmm. but all those important things you do might not get credit or might not get due to the next、yeah. stage, and、mm-hmm. so that's where like okay, then I learn how I need to present myself to my managers and skip level and in a way that they. Believe that I'm the leader that they're looking for, and they can、mm-hmm. they believe that I'm ready. So I feel it's、um, this kind of learning, like the American way, or how in the workplace who are seen or not seen as leaders, and that is especially difficult for immigrants because we don't look like kind of like the image of 
yeah. white male and we speak with oh. accents and there's just so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. many like, that, yeah. yeah yeah stereotype and bias that we we are like fighting through so in a way seeing so many people so many women Asian immigrant women leaders we learn our way through top position but like mm-hmm. I say like in the process of doing that we could lose ourselves yeah yeah well yeah. you lose your mm-hmm. what do you think you lose your personal persona like Mm. You certainly get stripped of your feeling emotions, right? You're just putting mm. on this yeah. front, I guess, to follow suit, would you say? Have you ever had a manager mm. or a leader lead from the heart? I do, yeah. Yeah, that's the first manager who challenged me to be in the leadership role. And there is another one who also helped me kind of challenge my own limiting belief to step up and you know what I want. So it is very different. So yeah. that's why I think like, although my own experience in the tech industry, it has its ups and downs. And overall, I really think that the systems and the culture can be so much better, right? For immigrant women leaders. But at the same time, because of all those like heart center leaders that you mentioned, I, I truly believe that, you know, the more that we talk about it, bring out awareness and, and continue to create leaders who believe in heart center leadership. And in that way, we can all like grow and change the culture together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. What is it like to be a female leader in Taiwan? Ding. <laughs> I mean, like, how is it different? Do they treat women the same or is it different or are there women leaders? Like, I'm curious. Yeah. Actually, I honestly don't know because I didn't experience it myself, right? Yeah. When I came here and I started working here professionally. Uh-huh. So the, the thing that I heard about Taiwan, Taiwan is very hierarchical in a way. So like, if I'm your boss, all you can do is listen to me. If I tell really? you one thing, you know, you better oh, do it. I wouldn't survive. <laughs> I wouldn't survive. <laughs> yeah, so of course, that's kind of like the cultural norm. But of course, like everywhere you see different examples that right. really like people and companies help people like grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't have no experience being a leader there. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what triggered in you to Mm. make the switch from, I mean, going from an engineering leader, managing a team of how many did you have on your team? I have 15 and growing at a time. Yeah. Yeah. So walking away from that is Mm. a huge step, but that's a big decision. Yeah. And something had to have happened, like something triggered in you. I'm not saying something happened, but tell us about that switch because I guarantee Mm. you there are people listening right now or will be at some point and they are done, but they're too scared. They're full Mm. of fear to walk away. So we've got lots of things that are going to get scattered throughout this conversation because not only you're making a statement to walk away from this corporate job Mm -hmm. and take a huge risk and do something you love. But then we're going to get on the coaching side of things and talk about how you uncover like what to do on that end. Right. So lots of learning stuff. So talk about what triggered you and what was your final moment of, I'm just going (laughs) to go. And how did you go to coaching and tell us about that? 
Great. So as I talk about how I learned the American way of doing things and start to really climb the corporate ladder, I wasn't happy or fulfilled. And that was the time I actually found myself a coach. That's really the, the beginning of my transformation. The coach actually helped me to gain clarity on, you know, what my values are, why, you know, I wasn't happy or fulfilled who I am and help me consciously choose who I want to become. And okay, because- Okay, so quick question, what kind of coach did you, I have lots of questions. What kind <laughs> of coach did you get? Like there are so many, I feel yeah, like mm -hmm. being a coach became like the number one job in the past mm -hmm. two years. So how did you pick your coach? And cause I went down this path, I'm like, I would love to have a coach. I felt like I needed like three different coaches because yeah. they all did something different. So mm. where did you find it? How, how did you navigate your way through that? Great question. When I first learned about coaching, I actually didn't know what that is. So I did my own fair of research. And since I didn't know what that is, I actually just like look online and find, you know, there are actually two things. Cause one is I'm clear what I want help with. One is I want to explore what other career are okay. possible for me. Okay. So I'm looking for someone who can help me get that clarity and also help me transition okay. into the That's new career. Okay. Yes. And then second thing, actually, I also want a little bit of life coaching because my dad actually passed away at that time and I numb myself. I didn't allow myself to process the emotion. I basically just keep working and I knew that there's something there for me to learn. So that's kind of like my two criteria yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah, this actually can be two coaches or yeah. if I can find one, I can work on both. That would be awesome. So that's how I actually target like what kind of coaching I want. And I start to like interview coaches and see how I feel about them, how they can help me. And the more like I understand it now, I see that everybody's life is so intertwined, right? Like oftentimes people come to me to want to work on their career and we do most of the time, but from time to time, there will be like something happen in their personal life that's impacting them. So we will talk about the two because we are not like separate person, right? Yeah, <laughs> we're right. At work or personally. Yeah. So in the end, I think I was really lucky to find that it's a very structured way coach who help people specifically going through transition and how to find that next, you know, next dream career that they want and also help me really get into myself and, and kind of heal myself in a way. Yeah. That's wonderful. Okay. So you're going through a coaching program mm -hmm. and you're talking about careers. Yeah. And then you're like, Hey, I think I want to be a coach. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. I know because of my own experience, I knew that coaching is so impactful and yeah. being a leader, like one key part there for me is to really help people grow, right? doesn't matter in their career or personally. So it's very aligned with what I want to do. Yeah. So I thought about it. I kind of did my own share of, again, research to see what it really looked like, right? To yeah. be a coach. 
right? So I tried it out like a three-day training program and that entire three days, I was like, oh my God, this is so good. And that actually had me decided, okay, I think this is for me. Yet I went back to the tech industry again to find an engineering leadership role. <laughs> and I started to enroll a four-year coaching school for certificates and then I started coaching part-time. Mm-hmm. And there are actually two parts there, which I think is actually valuable. I did, I also did information interview with other coaches and their advice is that it's actually better to have something on the side. So you have time and space to really learn and build out your experience, build out your clientele, things like that. Mm-hmm. And of course, the other part is pure fear, right? I'm like, what does it mean to coach full time, right? right? So I coach on the side of a full-time engineering leadership role for almost three years until last year. I actually got laid off. So I was like, wait a minute. This is my ticket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. First, we'll force it to happen, what, what you're supposed to do. I have to say, layoff is never fun, right? I was hurt quite a lot at that time. And, and like you said, I gave myself the space to really think about what it is that I really want to do, right? My desire to help other immigrant women leaders and and really in turn help change the corporate culture to bring more humanity and equality to workspace. And I think with COVID in the past like two something years, we all get a better clarity that time is precious and we don't really know what will happen next. Right. right? And So I want my life to be impactful and the other part, I think a big part also, I don't feel wasting time following other rules anymore. So be able to have that opportunity to pursue what I really want to do and the lifestyle that I truly want, you know, instead of waiting for after I retire, et cetera, I'm like, if I do this now, I can design and live the lifestyle I want now. So you're right. That's how I was able to actually turn the layoff experience into a gift to really accelerate and live my desirable life. And I really love it right now. I think you have a really unique niche. Like I've seen a lot of coach advertisements. I've met a lot of coaches and you have a very unique niche that I think is probably needed especially in today's world. So hats off to you for finding your niche one, because I think mm-hmm. a lot of coaches have a difficulty time nailing down their niche, but then it's kind of broad. So good for you. Thank you. And then like helping them with their career, but then also with their personal stuff, as you said, it all ties together, mm-hmm. whether you'd like to admit it or not. If you look back on your life, everything is very connected. So are there specifics like do you work with certain careers, like engineers, tech people, or is it all over the board? Like if mm. an immigrant nurse came to you, <laughs> what, like, what does that look like? Yeah, I think mostly because of my own background. So people who come to me and find me are mostly from the tech, but I also expand to other as well. Cause to me, like industry. Well, all these things that we just talked about, right? Like the bias, the pain, all those things that immigrant woman leader experienced, mm-hmm. not specific to the tech industry. 
So right now I have clients from other industry as well, and they're actually all very similar. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So they deal with the same stuff. Yeah. And, and I can actually talk about, cause they're the, the same stuff is two things. And one is our own inner credit. I think, especially as immigrant woman leaders, right? Even the society have so many expectations of us cause we are the model minorities, right? We are the, the best professional workers, but it is so hard for us to get ahead. And one is because of our own inner critic that keep ourselves small and keep telling us that we need to prove ourselves again and again and again. So that brings exhaustion. You feel defeated, things like that. So we kind of talk about that quite a lot to really be able to help people see themselves differently and see their own power and help them to dream big. Don't put everyone else in front of you, right? Cause right. you can only love others when you are able to love yourself. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And so in that sense, inner critic is like the, the biggest one and then who they are in this world, what they want to get to is another part. Cause people oftentimes, I think for immigrants, for women, we are told you're lucky to have what you have now, right? <laughs> and we, it's actually very hard for us to dream big, to say, Hey, you know, I never thought about one day I would have my own business. I didn't even think about that before. And now I have big dream, right? I want to help those immigrant women leaders get to where they want to get to. And I want to change the corporate culture, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not something that I dare to say out loud before because right. it feels well, for you. horrible, right? You're owning, <laughs> you're owning your yes. goals and you got to get it out there or else yeah. it's not going to make a difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. Courage. Courage. I think yeah. that's great. So what would you say some of the challenges you have faced are in starting your own business and during this coaching? Great question. The biggest challenge I have is actually tying my productivity to my self-worth ah. and that is a, a big one because a, as an immigrant woman it is so ingrained in me that i needed to work hard so whenever i slow down i feel like i'm not worthy enough because yeah. i'm not contributing you know what, i would challenge that to say i think that goes above and beyond like mm -hmm. immigrants only because I've personally faced that. I come from a farm yeah. and you work right. your butt off and yeah. all my family knows how to do is work. Not that they're not millionaires. They're just work. They just yeah. work. Yeah. Right. So I can empathize and appreciate where you're coming from. It's probably not yeah. the same because yeah. I don't have like authority to people like my family's not judging me for not mm. that you're judged, but I feel it's a hierarchy. I feel like it's ingrained in, in your like culture in mine, yeah. it's just what my family did. So it's a different yeah. situation, but I get the whole feeling guilty if you're not, Yeah. like if you're having a normal day, I have to self-talk to myself 24 yeah. seven. If I have a day where I'm not booked back to back on meetings and calls and yeah. this and that, like, it's okay. I'm allowed to be human. I have to yeah. Tell myself, yeah. Right. So yeah. I appreciate what you're saying. So yeah. How, yeah. Do you, how do you deal with that? Like what, how do you overcome 
that? Is it just your inner voice or are there people saying anything to you? Mostly my inner voice because we are the worst critic, right? right. Other people can see like how hard we work, but in, in my own mind, it's never enough, right? And I think the, the root of it is that I used to rely on external validation. Ah, you're worthy, okay. yep. right? So the more I put out in the world, the more I'm, I feel like, oh, I'm achieving, I'm helping, I'm adding values. So now I actually call myself like a recovering overachiever. So one thing that had really helped me is change my relationship of how I looked at what I'm producing. So whenever we compare where we are and where we want to get to, we create this big gap. And in that sense, we never feel like we're doing enough. And I've been operate that way for almost my entire life. And I keep like working on myself. And the way I operate right now is I teach myself to focus on the progress that I make today. That makes me better than yesterday. That's all it mattered to me. So instead of thinking about this big gap that you have to where you want to go to, you focus on, okay, I make sure improve every day. And that itself, when we take tiny steps and celebrate the small wins, that becomes the internal validation for myself. So I know that every day I'm growing and I know every day I'm doing things that help me reach my bigger goal. So in that sense, instead of like chasing and never feeling enough, I start to see having a big goal as a space to come from. So the way of looking that would be you're living in the now. What's in front of you? Mm -hmm. Must be the theme of the day because I had an earlier interview and we were talking about that exact same thing about how you start off as a founder, say, and you want this finalized product or whatever, right? This goal. And it just seems like so overwhelming because you're Mm -hmm. here and you're here and Mm. either you've got to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to get there, or Mm -hmm. you've got to do this enormous amount of work. And she was saying she just took off a chunk and worked on a chunk and then like she'll mm-hmm. get there eventually, but that's not in her radar right now. Just focusing on this little piece and then this little yeah. piece. And so very similar, just mm. a different way of looking at it, but you're yeah. focusing on the now. You've got that written down. You know what your goals are, released it into the universe. Now you're just yeah. gonna take action on the day and day and feel good about yourself on the daily. Fair? Yeah. I like it. It's good stuff. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, that's the way you feel accomplished each day. It's about, yeah. And I also think we've got to realize that we're not going to be accomplished every single day. Like some days, and that's okay because we're all human, right? Yeah. But I think that's good. And that paradigm shift does work. Do you ever have to remind yourself? Like, nope. Of course. (laughs) Of course. All the time. (laughs) I have this like daily, I guess, before the bed routine I do with my partner. We ask each other, what are the three wings what that you have today? Wings today? Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. I mm-hmm. love that. And then yeah. after that, you know, like 
that's why I say every day, because oftentimes we will say, oh, this is my first win. And then we start going on to the things that actually did not work, right? And then we remind each other and say, hey, hey, three wins, right? <laughs> so it kind of bring us back to, okay, although this thing did not work, but you know, this over here, it works. It works, right, it's right. awesome, right? And then after that, we ask, what's three wins you want to have tomorrow? Ah, and that so three wins of today, and then mm -hmm. three wins tomorrow. Yeah, so and that totally. Yeah, and the important things, especially for sleep, that kind of set the intention of tomorrow uh -huh. and kind of excitement. You know that yeah. you get to improve again yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, that's great. Do you ever? Does your mind ever like? go once you set your three intentions for tomorrow are you able just to let go or do you ever start on the head spin of oh okay in order to do that i gotta do this and i gotta do this and i gotta do it. like does it ever keep you up at night or is it all positive yeah good. i think work on myself enough to <laughs> know how to detach myself and, yeah. and the end of exactly. day yeah so i can actually be present to the moment i have also bedtime routine to help me unwind and that really helps yeah yeah that's mm -hmm. good good stuff okay so how do you get your clients how do they find out about you yeah great question i view my coaching business mostly on direct invitation or referrals so I pretty much my personality, I don't like to write marketing material for like, you know, like clickbait or whatever. So my process is that I love to connect to people one at a time, really deeply like this, where, you know, I will ask them questions to help them get clarity of what they really want to do. Yeah. And, and we will talk about what's blocking them and what it would, might look like for us to work together. But the, I guess like for me, the most important thing is to really connect with people deeply mm -hmm. and find where I can add values. And once I do that, I let uh, the coaching session itself be the selling, <laughs> yeah, right? So sure. once people feel the impact in that coaching session, and oftentimes they are the one who ask me, Hey, you know, that was amazing. And how can I work with you? <laughs> right. Wow. And that's okay. when I start to say, Hey, based on where you want to get to, this is what we, I think would be the best way for us to work together. Yeah. So yeah. that's one way. And then I mentioned right now, as I continue to expand, like even talking to you on this podcast, because I want to create more impact. So I'm also looking for people to collaborate with me in a way I know I have had big goals, big dreams. And I, I, I think that if I want to go far, you know, I want to collaborate with people. So yeah, now I'm what in- What kind of people do you want to collaborate with? So my mission is to help immigrant women leaders to thrive mm -hmm. in their life. So I know there are many different organizations are, have maybe fully aligned or partially aligned with what I really want to do. Yeah. So in that sense that I'm looking for ways to collaborate with, so we can actually multiply our impact 
Yeah, so I would say those are the two main ways I'm growing my business and then start to collaborate with people more. Yeah. You could take this in so many different directions. I Like I'm thinking about, I have a friend who is the global director of diversity and inclusion within a mm -hmm. company, right? Yeah. Like you could go that route. You mm -hmm. could go the nonprofit route. You could go yeah. the organizations and communities. You could go in so many different directions. But you're wanting to change the environments of corporate America, right? Yes. Yes. So companies may be eh, interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how can we help you? If we were to help you, what would that look like? What do you need from us? I think one is what I'm doing right now, right? Put myself in front of others. And if you know someone as an immigrant female leaders with mm -hmm. a track record of success, but at okay. the moment feeling stuck, unfulfilled, or facing challenge of transition into something new. And I would love to be introduced to her. And secondly, like I said, if with other either companies or organizations, if what we believe, mm -hmm. where we want to get to are aligned, would love to collaborate. collaborate. Yeah. Okay. okay. So those will be the two main ways. Two. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So what do you want your legacy to be? It's a, such a good one. Cause like I said, I'm a goal driven person. So even for me, like my 25 year goal, it's 25 years on purpose because I used to have it in three years and that just stressed me out so much. But anyway, <laughs> so I expanded to 25 years so I can actually focus on the here and now and making small incremental improvements. That was wise. Yeah. And so my 25 years goal is to, like I said, help immigrant women truly see them, help them see uh -huh. their own power and raise them up in the world. And in turn, I believe that once we have more immigrants or female leaders in mm -hmm. the world, the culture is going to change. The bias, they're just going to be a much better world. And I don't even know when I think I would get there. I think when I don't think about it, that would be my legacy. <laughs> when I don't have to think about it, you know, we live in a world where people like me don't need to feel hustling so much for what they, they deserve and also be able to like live with fulfillment and ease. Cause for me, that's never easy. Right. Interesting. Okay. So where can people find you? Yeah. So my website is whencoaching.com. So you can actually find me there, write weekly blog posts, and I'm actually fairly active on LinkedIn as well. Cause now I see invisible is actually the first step for me to create miracles and get to my goal. We'll include the website and her LinkedIn, if you want to follow her and connect with her in the comments below. And we're on all the social platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, LinkedIn, like all of those. So you can find her link. We'll include all of your information below so people can connect with you. Thank you. Yeah. I am super excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. I am actually really excited for the folks that go through your coaching program. So I think that's cool. How long does someone usually stay with mm. you? 
it varies. I have people who work with me for like three months, but I also have people have worked with me for three years. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it really depends because I think this is uh, I guess good and bad thing. Like as a human, we have that desire to keep improving, right? Like as soon as we reach our goal, we give ourselves maybe like half hour <laughs> to feel good about ourselves, pay on ourselves on the shoulder, and then immediate next thing you're like, oh, what's next? Yeah, right? and then you keep like pursuing more and more yeah so oftentimes when i work with clients reaching their goals they have something even bigger they want to get to right and that's kind of how i can partner with them and support them along the journey and there are people who basically want to like for example like transitioning right mm -hmm. like when i help people go through and finish their transitioning they're in a good place then they feel like they're complete. And in that sense, then we end the relationship. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Mm. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's great. Is there anything else that you would like to tell us or that's on your heart that you would like to share and get out with everyone? Okay. So doubts will always be there. What will always be there? Doubts. Oh, yeah. doubts. Doubts will always be there. Yes. Yeah. And especially I think for women, imposter syndrome can come up, you know, whenever. Even when I reach out to you, that came up. <laughs> I'm like, who am I to be on this interview, right? <laughs> so, oh, come on. yeah, fears like this come up all the time. And as a coach, I like to challenge people's thinking. And I ask myself, especially uh, when I think about this interview, what's on the other side of my fear, right? Yeah. And that to me is actually the desire. The desire to be seen, the desire to tell my stories, the desire to connect myself with others so I can really help them and have that impact and create a better world, things like that. So that's the desire. And I have my desire drive me, even if I'm scared. <laughs> so yeah, that, that that's what I want to share. Because I think that to me is a game changer to see fear in a different way and have that drive me to achieve something even bigger. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. And you're right. Like I haven't looked at it that way, but mm. what's on the other side of your fear? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. I like it. You. you never have to doubt yourself for getting on an interview. with. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brooke. <laughs> Well, I so appreciate your time and you taking time out of your day to spend with us and spend with me. And it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank and you. I have some ideas for folks to connect you with, actually. Mm. So I'll get all of that stuff connected in the next couple of days. We had a guest on here that created a women's rising. I think it's called women's rising program, but it yeah. helps women uncover their power, being able to recognize through their experiences that they are worthy and mm. along career trajectory, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know how many of those are immigrants that they work with or whatnot, but mm -hmm. I think that yeah. that would be a good connection for you to have, like whether it be collaborating with her or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. Yep. Yeah. And then I also just had a guest on today who oh. built this virtual gaming platform and she's eventually going to build it into like game game, but it is to help women uncover their superpower. And so you 
put on this role play like you are the character in the game right yeah. and you are uncovering blah 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 but she's based out of germany and she works with women all over the world and they sign up to do this virtual role play game world thing so i think the two of you could collaborate too because she's not coaching one-on-one -on -one. it's mm. just like an experiential situation mm -hmm. so those are two like right off the bat that i think would be fun for you to collaborate with at least make intros yeah, I I would really appreciate that book. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. Really Especially like the engineer in you, you would mm -hmm. totally appreciate this virtual mm -hmm. game scenario she's building. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So anyway, we will help you out in as many ways as we possibly can. Go check her out on her website and on LinkedIn and we'll be in touch. Perfect. Thank All you. All right. Kate. Awesome. Yeah, Thanks. Have a wonderful fun. day. Mm -hmm, Bye -bye. You too. Bye. Thank you.